Yo, what's up? It's Rob Cavastani from Death Angel here, and you are listening to the Mac Nez Podcast. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? MacNest Podcast, episode one, shit, 34. Yeah, that's where we're at. <laughs> you guys just heard uh, the Ghetto Geppetto on the last episode. Shout out to my brother, Roy Miles. Awesome guy. Definitely check him out uh, on the Instagram, at Ghetto Geppetto, and at, I think it's The Hoodfoot on TikTok. But anyway, uh, you heard me on the Classic Wolf Podcast. Uh, a month or so ago, a month or two ago, but the revolt, the the, the roles are reversed tonight, everyone. Tonight, got brother Robin, the Hulkbuster. Up, <laughs> He's back. Our well, we're back together again. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, classic Wolf podcast. Uh, Robin Jackson, um, brother, what is going on? What's going on, brother? It's nice, uh, nice to be on your show, bro. <laughs> yeah, man, it was a long time coming because I had an awesome time uh, being on your show, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of my other friends they would they listen to it too. So okay. I said, well, he's gonna be on my show, so we're gonna hear we're gonna hear his story instead of mine because they they've heard my story a billion times. <laughs> so, but. Um, you're not just uh, when I first met you. It was just Classic Wolf. Now you spanned off into uh, how many more other podcasts? Uh, we just uh, well, it's Classic Wolf uh, pod. That's mine, and um, the other one is the Turtle Island Boys. That's with uh, Russell Sunigo, uh, Kendrick Escalante, and Dominic Joseph. Right on, and the Turtle Island Boys. What do you guys? Uh, Talking about on that pod? No, we just really basically just shoot the shit and with each other and just ragging each other and just talk about random topics. Uh, talk about a little bit of anything and everything. Uh, just going on with that with our um, personal stories and just trying to make it fun. This is a fun podcast for us to come together and to speak uh, speak on each other and you know just to um, to motivate each other in a in a humble way. Well, it's good, man. I've listened to both episodes, and I can't wait to hear more other than hearing uh, your stuff on the Classic Wolf podcast. And I've, I've, I think I told you this on your show. I like listening to your show because you got that nice, nice, soothing voice. <laughs> so, I mean, because there's some podcasts out there where, I mean, I like the shows, but there's uh, other people on the shows that have... The voice just gives me like a headache. <laughs> so uh, I like your voice, man. It's just nice and cool. But Turtle Island Boys, uh, who designed the uh, the little logo for you guys? Oh, that's me, man. I, de- I designed it. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, I'll describe it, you guys. But you got to go uh, subscribe to uh, Turtle Island Boys. It's mm-hmm. a turtle shell. Uh, four colors of the four directions, and then Turtle Island Boys, but it's in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles font, 
mm-hmm. which is awesome. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I remember seeing Turtle Island. I was like, well, who are these guys? I didn't know it was all you, yeah. you and Russ and the gang. I was like, oh, well, shit. Now I got I have to listen. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, we only have two episodes out there, so yeah, it won't be too hard for us, hard for you to, cut, to get caught up with our show. So, Yeah, man. Uh, I'm fully caught up on uh, the classic Wolf. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, Turtle Island Boys only two episodes out. Got another one coming really soon. Uh, at any point, if you guys need me to come on for whatever reason, just let me know. I'm here for you guys. So is there, man? Um, let the boys know. Yeah, uh, Classic Wolf podcast. How long have you had that show going? Uh, going on uh, six months, man. Oh, and so went strong, man. Yeah, dude. Like Classic Wolf, man. It's just it's just something that I. I came across myself and it wasn't, it wasn't really going to be a podcast. It was really going to be a Twitch because I love playing video games. And with that, dude, like I just, I didn't know what to think about it. Just to like going on about my thoughts and everything. I didn't know how to talk on the mic. I didn't know how to, you know, where to start to do a podcast because that's the, that's the main thing um, of to do a podcast, you know, you have to figure out a name and if things are already have already things have already been done before, you know, I was just getting that in too much in my head and I didn't tell anybody. I just told like a couple of clo- uh, close friends of mine um, that I'm going to be starting something, but I just don't know what. And so I didn't tell Russell. I didn't tell, like some other close friends of mine, I just kept it to myself and another person that is really close to me. And I was like, man, dude, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm just thinking about it. And um, maybe I should just start a Twitch. I don't know. And uh, and that didn't go well. But, you know, Russell, Russell finally caught on. <laughs> Russell finally caught on. And then he was like, what, I heard that you're going to start a podcast. And I was like, I don't know yet. You know, it's just still in the back of my mind. I don't know. And he was like, man, if you're going to do it, you got to do it. You can't just be talking about, you know, something and not putting yourself out there. And that just made me think about it. I was like, man, I got to really start to think about what I want to do. And so because I had all this stuff, they get all this stuff like for a podcaster to have like the um, the whole gadgets and everything, the technology, like a good computer, um, like a, the road, um, best mics that you can buy, um, just a place that you can set up and just be yourself. And so I ordered a, um, a shed. So that's going to be my little studio. And that's still in the making right now. And if I always say to myself, like, Dan, if I was to wait for that dang shed to be built, this will never be. This will the class of wolf will never be. And Russell <laughs> just really had to just push, uh, push me to the, push me to the edge and made me fall off the cliff and just dive right in. And that I really thank him for that, my brother. You know, to push me out there and to push me out into the public and get me out of my shell, and just to explore and meet new people. I've, I've if I didn't have the class of wolf podcast, we wouldn't ever meet. Uh, Macnez and other people that my listeners, I would never talk to anybody and just clear, just have all my thoughts inside myself. So I'm really thankful for, for Russell, for being there and from the Oki podcast and my turtle Island brother. 
So, um, yeah, the the Class of Wolf was just, especially the name, just to start off with the name, too. Classic Wolf, um, you know, I had a lot of... Uh, a lot of trials and tribulations from growing up and you know after i wanted to go pursue my education all of my friends around here just dropped off and they didn't want to be around me because i was pursuing my education and so they heard that i was they heard that i was doing that and so all of them dropped off one by one so it made me be by myself and to pursue my education and to go to different schools and to have a, a better mindset, a business mindset and to better myself. So with all those guys, just like that I used to hang out with, you know, it just made me feel question my own self. Like if I am, if I'm really good enough to ever, you know, have somebody or to be around people, you know, it just made me really, really um, close to minded to everybody else. And so what that dude is like, I've had to think of myself as a mindset of a, of a wolf, you know, like a, the lone wolf. And so I had to really think about that. And I had to say to myself, okay, if I'm going to start a podcast, um, what would I, what do I like to talk about? What are the things that come to mind? Like first off the bat, what do I like to talk about? I like to talk about wrestling. Okay, that's classic. Okay, what kind of wrestling? I like talking about the old school wrestling and Cole Kogan, Ultimate Warrior, Jimmy Super, Superfly, and Roddy Piper, and all the guys, man, all the old school ones. Because um, wrestling is like a big part of my life too. Um, thank you for my older brothers because I'm the youngest out of four. Out of out of four, I have two um, brothers and two sisters. Um, I, I'll go into that, but. You know, it just made me really think about the the classic part of my of my podcast, and I love talking about figures. I love talking about um, this classic memorabilia and the classic wolf too. Like it just made me think about my own mindset of what is this podcast is all about, and make me want to be a better self, a better person, and to tell the person, the listener, you know, you don't have to listen to anybody that is trying to put you down. And I always used to tell people that on my show, you know, I just try to come up with like, you know, personal stories, but come up like, um, give them like a little bit of motivation type thing. And my classic wolf is just like, I want the person that's listening to take a little bit of something out of me and to take it on their journey. And, 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 uh, just made me really, made me really blessed. And like, like I could say like, Oh man, like I wish that I know I'm not when I'm going back to my brothers, man, like my um, oldest brother, you know, he passed away and everything. And, it was really hard for me because I wish that if he was still here, I can ask him questions about wrestling. And he knew he was like a wrestling guru. He used to have all these DVDs and the old WWF magazines and stuff like that. And I never had that. And he had all those figures and everything. And if I could go back and ask him these questions, and I never told him that I was going to start a podcast. And as all these ideas that I've had, you know, were just in my mind. And I didn't reach out to him and you know he was doing his own thing i was doing my own thing 
And I just like on my pod, I always talk about my brother that he was a, he was like an inspiration to me to start a podcast too. And, you know, the wrestling and I just had to really do my own research about wrestling again, because I kind of dropped off with wrestling, like with the Attitude Era. And, you know, I just wish that he was still here, but I know he's here with me. And I always like, you know, see him, not see him, but no, I see him in my mind too, but you know, he just like not he's not too far away. Like, um, I'm in my room right now and he's just like right next to my door and not the the room next to my door, um, just across the hall. And I always used to see him, you know, when I come home from work and he would just come out and all I hear is just that that wrestling bell, ding 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 ding. Mm-hmm. Like he's watching the wrestling. And it just makes me always think about him when I start my podcast and when I'm here and I'm, you know, doing my own show. And, you know, I wish I could have asked him, hey, man, like, who fought on this one? There's WrestleMania and stuff because he'll, he'll know it. And I'm really thankful for, for God or the creator for him to be a part of my life. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just going off subject, but. No you know, worries, no worries. That's what we're here for. Talk about anything. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, it's like, yeah, just going back, dude, I was like, man, I'm really glad for the people that came in my life right now, you know, with you having you on my show, um, Russell Sun Eagle pushing me out there, pushing me out of my box and for me to start the pod and you know, this is going it's going places, man. I never thought that it would be going places. I just thought it was oh just be on the mic just talking about whatever, but you know, it's just, it's just really helped me mentally because I want, for one, I'm putting myself out there Two, I'm putting my art out there and I'm getting a lot of good comments about my covers and everything that using my creativity. So with that, man, it's like very blessed for, to be here with you and to be on your show, bro. Well, you're always welcome, man. And it's it was awesome. It was awesome going on your show. But uh, we should have said this right off the top, everybody. Uh, brother uh, <clears throat> Robin right here, he's he's indigenous. He's an indigenous podcaster like myself and Russell Sun, Sun, Sun Eagle and the rest of the gang that's in our little circle uh, of uh, indigenous podcasters. Um, What nation are you? I'm um, Aldum. That's uh Pima from the Hilly River Reservation over here in Sacaton, Arizona. Are you uh, born and raised there? Yeah, I was born and raised here, man. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a lot of districts here, but I'm in District 3. So District 3 is Sacaton. Okay. Is it uh, in the, like, the suburbs of Phoenix or is it, like, further out? Oh, it's uh, south of Phoenix, man. It's, like... Yeah, I'm like way south, deep south in Phoenix. Like, I would say like Sacktone, where I'm at, is 20 minutes from Chandler and um, 20 minutes from uh, Casa Grande. So we're just right, right slab in the middle. So it's 20 minutes to both directions, north and south. Okay. How was it growing up down there? I mean, other than it being a billion degrees <laughs> in the summer. <laughs> um. Well, growing up, man, I went to a Catholic school here on the reservation at St. Peter's. And, you know, just 
you know, I didn't, I didn't know about all the stuff that was going on with Catholics and, you know, Native Americans and stuff like that until I got older. And um, being at that school, you know, there, there was a, um, a traditional nun and she was part of my tribe. And she became a nun and she taught us the language. Um, she taught us the dances. She taught us like how to pronounce uh, certain words in our language and how to um, introduce ourselves. And I'm thankful for her, you know, RIP, you know, but she was really cool. But sometimes, you know, those nuns, man, <laughs> growing up, dude, there was, they were really like uh, savages, man. There was like, they hitting, not hitting us. Well, I can't say that because one time, <laughs> one time my cousin, my cousin used to go to school with me and, wow, man, like he used to get it, dude. Like, <laughs> uh, we were like uh, one time where we had a computer class and, um, and the, the nun was teaching us how to use computers. And that was like with the whole Macintosh computers and stuff like that. And um, I was sitting there on my desk and she was like, she was like an unpatient lady. And so (laughs) we would try to like, you know, do stuff on the computer and try to like, you know, push all of, you know, with the keys and typing and everything. And my cousin was there and he was, she was like, I can't put my finger on this key. And she just like, let me help you. And just grabbed his hand like, Pushed it all the way back. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. But, dude, it's like growing up, dude. I mean, I like that school because I met a lot of good cats there. Um, you know, with the, my cousins that went there, we all went to school together. Um, but growing up, man, I was, um, when I got my teens, dude, I was pretty much a rebel because I always liked to skateboard. And I used to skate, and my the, my big inspirations for skating was always Ronnie Mullen, Ronnie yeah. Mullen, and Mike Vallely, um, Chad Muska, um, Alisa Steamer, um, man, who was it? Uh, what's that guy's name? Chad what was it? Chet Thomas, Jamie Thomas, Matt Munford. You know those all got, those guys were always be like my top, and I tried to. I know on my pod, I talked, I talked about this, that you know, I <laughs> used to fall a lot and I hurt my head and everything that, cause I tried to be a vert skater, but vert wasn't my thing. And I became my freestyle skater because of Ronnie Mullen and I was damn good at it. And, you know, trying to do vert cause I, that was when I first saw, um, was it Dave, not Dave Mara, uh, what's the guy's name that skates for DC. Um, what's the guy's name? Uh, Danny Way. Okay, I'll say I'm not hip to some of these uh these new new guys. Yeah, Danny. Yeah, Way. Danny Way. He was old school. He he started. He was pal in the mm-hmm. beginning. Then he went to H Street, and then I think he went to Blind, and then oh no, Plan B, and then wherever he is now. Yeah, uh, I used to call try to copy him, but I'm mostly like with um, Bob Burnquest and um, what's the guy's name? Steve Caballero. Then um, I started to watch those guys, how they would drop in and everything. Then I tried to do it. And, you know, the rocks that, the rocks, little pebbles are your enemy when you're skating. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because once you hit one, man, you just fly over your skateboard and there you go, man. Like you can break your ankle, roll your ankle, scrape your knee, scrape your elbow, man. And that shit is fucking sucks, man. 
those little pimples. <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah, what happened you. to me, man. So, those are your worst enemy. <laughs> yeah, dude. Because <laughs> I like, I tried to, um, I tried rolling in, not rolling, but dropping in, and I was on the half pipe, not half pipe, but it was like a quarter pipe. And so I tried to, well, I have my foot, my foot placement right. And so I leaned forward and got it, got it the first time, got it the second time. And the third time, my cousin, my cousin was a vert skater and he's like, come on, just do it. And so I was confident enough to just drop in. And so when I tried dropping in, my back foot slid off and I hit the uh. pebble, like a pebble and I flew over, hit my head and I just knocked unconscious. Oh, man. <laughs> and, and so like this guy dropped off his skateboard and I just remember just seeing like colors and echoes in my head and my cousin's like, Hey man, we got to get up. Come on, let's go get something to eat. And I was like, <laughs> laying there, I'm just like, Oh, and I got back up and I was like, I was blacked out and I don't remember going to McDonald's and eating. And I just like, remember just being in the bathroom, like looking at myself in the mirror and I was like, fuck. <laughs> and so man, I was asleep walking. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's brutal. I'm, I've ridden a few vert ramps. Um, never ever dropped in on oh. uh, on them because they're just I don't know. I just felt too intimidated and just I don't know. If, when you're looking at it from the bottom, oh, that doesn't look high. Look, I could do it. But when you're standing up on the deck and your tail's on the on on the coping trying to do it, I'm just like I, you start thinking about it, and I'm like, oh man, I I can't do this. I've dropped in. Uh, and pools and like quarter pipes and everything, but never an actually actual full quarter pipe with however many feet of vert. I, I've ridden them before. I like just carving and grinding and all that. I don't fly out and do flip tricks or anything and all that, but that's about as much as I've done. I've just, even today, even when I was younger, the first time I rode one, I was just too scared. I know it took my older brother, it took him forever, but he finally did it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, no, I, don't, I just, I can't. Maybe if there was like a million dollars on the other side, I'd oh, fuck it and go for it. But, yeah, it's 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 scary up there. But I know but there's, there's cats out there that can do it like no no problem. And mm. my hat's off to you, man, for doing it. Because I, at all my years of skating, I couldn't. <laughs> I was just too scared. Nah, man, dude, it is scary. It's a scary feeling to just like drop in because your body is just like you feel like you're gonna fall off your skateboard, in which I did. But you know, going in like dropping in like the, the first two times, that's what I felt like when my body was like going in because your body just like you know just dropping, and that <laughs> going on with like the the whole street street skating too. Street skating, I always used to do that um, growing up, man. Just Going to the, um, used to have, well, we still have a, um, it's a 76 now. It used to be a Loves, it used to be a Chevron, it used to be like, I don't know, all these gas stations, but it keeps changing its name. But it's here in Sacramento, we used to just grind it up there. Um, we have a skateboard, we have a skating, um, we have a skate park here in Sacramento. Um, I don't really go there. I mean, I did when it first opened, you know, trying to get back into skating, like really deep into skating again, but. I never got back to it. I mean, I always felt like, you know, because I'm a big dude and I always feel like I'm going to snap my ankle, you know, if I'm going to, if I ever like was to do like tricks or anything like that, you know, I just feel like my board is about like 
going to slide off of me again. And there you go, just um, break my ankle or something. And I'll hurt myself. And, you know, I'm older and it's really, <laughs> I feel like, like, um, like, um, unbreakable. Like the, the, was it Samuel Jackson? The glass. Yeah. <laughs> fall and break something, though. But, you know, growing up, too, dude, it was like, it wasn't really, it was, it was, it wasn't as bad, you know, now, but back then we could skate here and there. And now people just don't do that anymore. I mean, it, it's gone, it's gotten pretty bad here, um, you know, with drugs, alcohol, and, you know, it's just, you know, it's not, I would say, um, if I could go Excuse me. If I could go back, dude, you know, I would try to like talk to our youth and tell them, you know, just don't give up if somebody tells you not to, because skateboarding is a, a therapy for people, you know, to get out, get their aggression out. And, you know, with our youth now, man, it's it's crazy. It's it's insane what people are doing now. You know, I can't. I can't really stress that enough to um, tell our youth to talk to somebody, you know, you know, he talked to me like I had your, your brother, um, Mike Mirren mm-hmm. um, on my pod. And we we're talking about that. You know, we're just, you know, it's, it's scary and sad. And because, you know, skateboarding is not really popular now here. Like it once was when I was skateboarding. Um, I mean, there's some cats that try to skateboard, but the ones that I really, you know, I, I admired and I really look up to, you know, they're, you know, they're doing their own thing, man. And it's, it's not, it's not a good thing. It's a bad thing. And, you know, I just wish that, you know, if they really stuck to it, there would probably be pro, there would probably be pro skaters and, you know, they're really good, man. They're a fucking beast on the board. You know, doing ollies and doing 360 flips, 360 film on this one dude. Damn, man. This one dude was fucking great because he was like, we always looked up to this guy because he was like doing 360 flip manuals to nose manuals to nose grinds. And we're just like, fuck, man. It's like a Tony Hawk video game. And this (laughs) guy was like really fucking good. And then after a while, he was trying to get us into like, um, to, um, meth. Mm. And, and so I was like, I, I looked at him and said, no, man, come on. It's like smoking a cigarette. And I was like, nah, man, I'm good, dude. And he's like, and then a couple of months later, man, he just, he lost it. He started, I was seeing him, um, and I was skate out there at the store and I would see him just walking by himself and he would just, Coming, he came up to me and he said, Hey, man. He's, hey, I was like, Dude, what's going on? He said, Oh, man, I'm just chilling. You know, I'm just trying, going home if I can find a home. And I was like, Wow. I was like, Are you sure? You're right. He's like, Yeah, I'm good. I just, I just, like, I just mostly just crash here. Well, you're cool, man. You know, I'll just sleep on the bench. I'm like, Fuck. And I, I kind of, that just really felt like hurt me. And I was a kid, like, watching this person, like, lose it and like I always like think about that when I see other young skaters here that you know try to skate and then you know I just like try to like motivate them say hey man you like you know you can do that better man just keep going 
and just like trying to share some little bit of motivation to these young skaters and you know to not try to do stuff you know not try to peer pressure anybody or have somebody else peer pressure them because I would like them to succeed on the res and you know to have something but yeah it's it's like I mean that story is told on pretty much every res mm-hmm. here in the states and I'm sure in other parts uh, or in Canada drugs and alcohol is is kind of the main killer for uh indigenous uh people as well as uh, the indigenous youth I've had friends that just went deep into drugs and like messed up the brains uh family members uh in my family as well and my immediate family is they're just drugs and they just I don't want to care they don't care about anything else I mean a lot of um people in my in my family just that had that had the smarts to go on and do more but then they got sucked into drugs and alcohol and everything and it kind of just messed them up i mean it sucks and it's sad they're still my family but i'm mad uh at them for what they're choosing to do with their lives i mean for me growing up it was there i mean drugs was there uh the gangs and everything were there i i just chose not to do it um more in the fear of my mom because she's the one that disciplined us so i just didn't care about cops or these rival gangs or whatever. I was scared of what my mom was going to do to me if she found out if I was out there doing all this dirt. So I just kind of kept myself pretty clean. Not to say I was the the, the poster child for, for nice kids or anything, but yeah, I, I kind of stayed away from all that. And skateboarding did. Skateboarding saved my life to to go out and do that more because like, like you said, you had those friends, hey man, let's just go party here and try to smoke this or whatever. I had those same friends. And uh, I saw, you know what, you go do that. I'm going to go ride my skateboard. I'm going to go skate this this pool or skate these banks or grind on these curbs. Gas stations, those were the best. Mm-hmm. Cause they always had the most nice uh, painted up curbs. <laughs> that, that's what I loved. <laughs> we always got chased away, but you could get in a few grinds before they came out and chased you away. But yeah, man, that's it's sad that that ha- that that happens here on the res. We don't have a skate park. We have a we have a skate park in town, but it's 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 not the greatest. It's better than nothing mm-hmm. because for us growing up, we didn't have no skate parks. Our skate parks were the streets, so that that's what we use. We 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 took it to the streets and everything. But it's 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 tough. All it's tough all over, especially on the res, like you said, because there's some reses there's just nothing to do but yeah. party and, and all that i mean yeah i partied and everything when i was when i was younger i mean i'll do it every now and then not like before when it was like every weekend now i'm like oh maybe if i do it's like maybe once or <laughs> twice a year <laughs> but yeah I did. It, it, that's just just uh, that's me now i mean i'm the old grandpa now so i gotta i gotta take it easy and everything but i'm still out there man i'm on my board just about every day uh, I go to these new parks, and I mainly just cruise and hit the banks and get grinds in and watch all these uh, young cats out there doing everything. Yeah, I've known a lot of guys, too, that could have been pro, but they just either just quit skating because they got girlfriends or just fell head over heels into drugs and alcohol. I mean, it's 
it's a sad story. One of my friends, man, he was like probably one of the best that uh that was in our little group of of native skaters. And yeah. alcohol and drugs messed him up. Um, he's my brother still, man. I'm, I love him enough. I got nothing but love for him. But it's sad to see. Well, well he's still alive. And he's still with us. Um, another friend of mine, he uh, just went into alcohol and he just recently passed. But in the end, he was trying to make himself better. Mm. But it just the damage was done. And it's it's a sad story. And I miss him every day but it's 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 tough man especially for indigenous communities as well as i'm sure in every uh ethnic community there's a uh, that issue but skateboarding would saved me i can say that and then it sounds like it's it saved you to yeah. keep you up there and doing it man but don't feel like you're too old that you can't just go out there and roll around i get the high from rolling around and just yeah man the, hey i'm 50 years old and i'm still doing it yeah, I, I want to be like Steve Caballero and Tony Hawk and all those guys that are still riding, not to go to do the tricks that they're doing, but to still be on the board. Mm-hmm. That that's my motivation, and and some of your motivations that you had, Mike V. I'm that's what I'm riding right now. I'm riding a reissue or his very first uh, Palparada board, that one with the the yellow one that he had in um public domain, the with the, the ele- elephant skull on it. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, I have that's the I have that reissue and I'm riding it. I bought it and I was just gonna hang it on the wall, but when I met him, he was like, "Dude, skate it. These are made to be these made these are made to to be skated. Don't just buy it and hang it on the wall." So I was like, "You know what? That was a good pep talk that I met uh, that he gave me." So I just all right through the truck's wheels and that's that's what I'm riding right now. So it, it's mm-hmm. good, but um, other than skateboarding um uh brother robin here man he is an amazing graphic artist he had mentioned that he does his logos and everything and i I give it to him when he puts out shows it's a different logo for every show i got one logo maybe two and that's it (laughs) it is the same thing over and over (laughs) but for the stuff that that you did and the Go to uh, Classic Wolf Podcast right now while you're listening to this to his Instagram and go back, uh, I don't know, a few, when was this one? Uh, Back in May. That's the episode that I'm on, and it's a picture of me. I don't know how you did this. This is all computer graphics that you you do? Yeah. What program is this? Oh, that is um, Illustrator. I use Illustrator and I use Photoshop. All right, because I'm I don't know how you did it, but it looks just like me and and it's awesome. And I kind of want to get that on a button and uh, <laughs> and wear it. It's, it's awesome artwork, man. I love it. Uh, did you go to school for art? Oh, yeah. Um, I went to uh, the Art Institute. Of, well, I went to Santa Fe, the Art Institute of American Indian Arts, Santa Fe with um with Russell, that's where I met Russell. And after that, you know, I did things didn't go well. So I just came home, had a break, had to, you know, find a job. And um, me and my girlfriend at the time, we broke up and everything. And we, I decided to, you know, I better myself and to go back to school. 
So I went to the Art Institute of Phoenix, and that's where I met um, the very the, this one guy that was was a very inspiration to me. His name is Mike Ryder, and I always talk about him on my pod. Um, and he was he taught me a lot because on my show I say I talk about one time I got the shit like I got crippled in a way of art um, when I tried to. Um, go to this uh, comic book convention and to try to put myself out there of all my art designs, my um, comic book designs and telling this person, Hey man, you know, you like your artwork and you, you know, look at mine. And so he's like, yeah, okay. So he was an asshole. Just put it off the bat. Yeah. And he was looked at it and then he said, like, you know what? You should start uh, doing little kid books. And I was like, uh no, I don't want to do like comic book art. And then he's like, Oh, you see you do graffiti, huh? And I was like, uh yeah. You know, and then he was like being an asshole to me in front of my kid and I was like, Oh my god, like I gotta get out of here and, and this person I really look up to, looked up to and my daughter was like was small at the time, it was just me and her. And so I had two choices, either to punch this guy in the face or to walk <laughs> So, yeah, I had to walk away. I just picked up my daughter and we just walked out. We walked out of that convention and like I was just feeling bad for myself and my daughter. Well, she was small at the time, but I was just driving, just thinking about it. And I just told myself, well, I'm at least, well, I guess I'm not good enough. I guess I'm not good enough to be an artist. And so that really crumpled me. I didn't do art for a while. And then that's when I went to the Art Institute of Phoenix and I met Mike Ryder and Mike was just really, like really pushing me and telling me his techniques and telling me like, you know, you are good enough, man. You got, you're getting this shit faster than everybody else. And what you're doing is you're the first one to be here in class on time and you're the last one to leave. And that shows me a lot that you want to learn. And that's why I'm giving you all my time. And he's like, he was really a very like a decent, not decent, but Amazing artist. Amazing. Like his, his um, pencil work was like looking at a photo and that's how good it was. And people were buying his shit left and right. And then man, he was just telling me like, you know what, dude, like, you can be, you, you don't have to be, you don't have to listen to anybody else. You don't have to listen to me. You don't have to copy from me, but just be yourself. Have fun with art, fun with art and your art will go places. I'm telling you. And I never listened to him. You know, I, I feel bad, but that his messages that came to me came to me later on when I started to reflect on what he was talking about. And so when I taught, listened to him and like from his old lectures, you know, I would think about him all the time. He, what he was saying to me, like um, this other guy that was an artist too. He was a professor. Damn, I forgot his name, but. Um, he used to tell me like, you know what, man, like, you know, Mike, Mike Ryder told me about you and I really see that in you that you're going places and you know, he was really tell, telling me like a whole bunch of like stories with him of having the same, um, story of people telling him he wasn't good enough. And so he told me another thing about, you know, being myself and to, not listen to all the people because people are going to be talking shit to you, talking shit about you for the rest of your life. And you're just going to have to just 
man up and just keep going. Do your artwork, do your assignments, and keep coming to class because I always love liked to see you progress in your art. So I took those words to heart, but then after a while that school shut down and so I had to get all my credits and go to to go to um GCU, that is the Grand Canyon University. And so I met an art teacher there and he was telling me that, damn dude, you're fucking good. And uh He's like, hey, would you like to help me in my class? And I was like, yeah, I would. He's like, yeah, just, you know, you'd be here on time, but, you know, you don't have a problem with that because you're always here on time. But, yeah, if a student needs help, just go ahead and help them because I have a big class and you're the only one that I trust here. I was like, okay, cool, man. So he was like, me and him got a good thing going and a bond going and too bad, like, I would have graduated like two or th- was it two years? Yeah, two years ago. But the computer that I had was it didn't take the gigabytes and stuff like that, so I had to drop out. So after that, man, I just you no, know, I didn't go, and I still have one more year to go. You know, it just I just thought that you know now, you no, know, I just figured that I could just teach myself. I could just use the stuff that they taught me and I could put it in my artwork. And that's what really um, pushed my artwork out there is to just do podcasts and to do the covers. Every episode is different. And it's a little bit of thing, little little imagination that I have because I'm an artist and um, a little bit of like techniques that my professors told me and taught me and, just to be myself and be fun with my covers, you know, just to be unique from other pods. And that's why, that's what, um, this one other podcaster was telling me like, man, your, your show is unique. Like your covers are unique. Like you're like, what um, what the, the logo, your class of wolf logo is unique. And like, I really like it. I like your, your style with your covers. And that just really made me, wanting to do covers every episode and to just be unique. Well, dude, everyone that, that, that you put out is awesome. Uh, like I said, everyone follow classic wolf podcast to see uh, his covers and his art and everything. I mean, I love, I love it all. And I'm, and it's, I'm glad that you went to school uh, for this. I know times get tough and you have to leave school and, and, continue on with life and um i did not know you had a daughter so <laughs> this is new to me <laughs> but i'm looking at your instagram i see it. this is your daughter with you and uh, uh the great danny trail oh yeah yeah i saw him and oh dude he's such a humble dude like like when i saw him and i had a poster and i have a um uh it's a dust dust till dawn poster and he was mm-hmm. turning into a vampire. Yeah, I had that, and I let him sign it. And he was like, "Hey, man, nice hair." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, dude, because I'm a mullet." So he, compl- <laughs> he complimented the mullet. So man, that was like a really fucking blessing that you know he, rec- he recognized it. And uh, my daughter was like, like, too not too far away because she wanted to take a picture with um, what well, I did too, um, with Dottie. Um, E.G. Daily, she was oh. there. And oh, you like, went to um, Mad Monster, didn't you? 
Yeah. Oh, dude, I was gonna go. I was like, ah. Oh, I but my friend, she had to work. I didn't know you were going. You should have mentioned it, dude. If you, if I knew you were going, I would have flew down and, oh, and went with man. you. Next year, I'll, I'll yeah, come down year. and we'll go. Oh right yeah, I, I love going to conventions and EG Daily. She, yeah, she's she's really cool. I met her. Uh, I met I met her once. I met her in Texas at Texas Frightmare. She's mm. such a sweetheart and just really nice and. Uh, I didn't realize how short she was. <laughs> oh, yeah, like my sister, my sister went with us too, and she was like, "Hey, dude, that does that's um, Dottie." I was like, "What?" Because I'm a big Peter Herman fan. I love the yeah. movie. Um, and I just turned around, and there she was sitting there, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, <laughs> "Are you sure that's her? It looks like a little kid." <laughs> and she was like, "No, that's her." And I was like, "Oh my god!" So. I want to take a picture with her, but the line was long. But my daughter was like, you know, I want to see Danny. So I was like, all right, cool. Let's go see Uncle Danny. So <laughs> I went over there and went over there and he's like, hey, man, it's me again. He's like, hey, what's up? Yeah, my daughter wants a picture of you. She's a big fan. And he was like, oh, hell yeah. And he's like, all right, you want to jump in? I was like, no, it's for her. He's like, no, nah, man, he's just pulling my shirt. It's like, come on, man. So I was like, all right. So I took a picture with her. I took a picture with her and my daughter. My, I took a picture with Danny and my daughter. With and yeah, it's on my Facebook and it's on my Instagram. So go check that out, guys. Uh, how old is your daughter? Uh, she is. Oh my God, she is thirteen. She just barely turned thirteen on uh, June 9th. Yeah, it's it's weird when they they get older. They get old so fast. I mean. Mm-hmm. My daughter's 28. Yeah, 28. Uh, my son after her is 26, then 20, and then 17 is my youngest. And my two grandkids, Daniel's four, and Buster is about to be two at the end of uh, August. So, but it, it goes by so fast, man. And it's, 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 it's a job in itself. Yeah, <laughs> being a parent and it, it's tough not to say it's easy or anything but right on man I'm glad that uh, she likes going to conventions do you go to a lot of conventions um actually like this was like the year because I was really because well the pandemic and everything that like shut down a lot of them and I used to I always wanted to go to conventions I went to a comic con here but you know, I, I wasn't type. I wasn't the type of person that will always go out. So um, this year, I decided, you know, I'm gonna go out, you know, to an events here and there, um, go see concerts here and there. Like I went to go see Slipknot, and oh, excuse me, and I'm gonna go see. Um, well, I wanted to see Evanescence, but I didn't, and. Um, I have a ticket to go see uh, Jelly Row, Jelly Row and uh, Shine Down. That's in October, okay. so I'm gonna go. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I go to shows whenever I can. Mm-hmm. I, where I live, it's, I'm out in the sticks. So there's nothing. All we get is like country music. <laughs> they we just had the the, <laughs> the county fair. They yeah. always have like a country showdown. I I can't get into new country. I'm I'm sorry. I'm just that old fart. I like all the classic 
the classic country (laughs) that my dad uh, listened to when I was growing up. Um, But uh, my son and I were going to go see Anthrax, Haybreed, and uh, Scott Weiland's band, Black Label Society. I think that's what it is. Shit. We're going to go see them in Sacramento. It's outside and it's going to be hot. (laughs) Because <laughs> it's, yeah. it's hot, it's hotter in Sacramento than it is where I'm at. So, but it's all right. He Anthrax is my favorite band uh, in the world, so I'm gonna I have to be there. But I don't know if I'm gonna be moshing. I might just stand off to the side and, and drink as much water as I can so I don't melt away. But it's yeah. cool going to shows. We go to we go to cons whenever we can. Um, all my kids love horror movies, mm-hmm. so we try to hit uh, the horror conventions when we can. Um, Reno used to have conventions, but now they they just don't anymore. Yeah. I think the last one they had was a it was a little comic show, but it wasn't. It was like just comic books, but the classic classic comic books. I mean, you go in there and you they're, they're charging a million dollars for an old book, which I would love, but I just can't justify paying three or four hundred dollars for one book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a lot, man. Those classic comic books are like, fuck, man. Like, I tried to buy one, and I was like, no, never mind. I'd rather buy figures because I'm a big figure guy. So, yeah, my daughter, dude, like, going back to the convention, she's a big she's a big um, horror junkie. Like, she watches, like, all the screams and the exorcist and all that stuff. And she, now she was getting into, um, was it the Ring, the Ring movies? Um, she watching the American ones or the Japanese ones? She were, she first watched the Japanese ones, and then now she's getting into the American ones. Those that's a good series. Um, I didn't really care for the second one, the uh, the American one. The first yeah. one was good. All the Japanese ones, but that story is so big. Mm-hmm. There's like all kinds of. It it still deals with that ring story, Ringu. Yeah. It. There's a bunch of different movies, and it's hard to put them all in order. I was just watching random ones whenever I found them, and uh, they they were they, those are, I, Japanese horror was was is scary. I, that's what I loved about it so much is because um, and I love the American horror, mainly the stuff in the '80s when I grew up. But watching these new ones, sometimes I'm like, it's just ripping off something that I've already seen. So yeah, but, that it, but there is some. Some good gems that come out. Um, uh, but if she wants to get, if she likes those ones, uh, and if she hasn't watched any of the Juon ones, the ones that were like the the American one was called The Grudge. Mm-hmm. Um, tell her to watch the Juon uh, movies. There's a few. There's a few ones, but those are just as scary as as the Ring, the Japanese versions ones. But uh, a lot of good Korean horror out there. So definitely, uh, just. Just look up Korean horror. There's a shit ton of them. Just go down the list. Yeah, <laughs> but dude, she's like a really big Michael Myers fan. That's her. That's her dude, and she watched that movie all the fucking time. Like all I hear is like, dun, 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 and I was like, oh my god. Like she watched. She's the probably first excited. One. She got. Yeah. She got that new one coming in October. <laughs> like I took her to go see that. That movie, like the, the uh, what was it, the last Halloween one, 
And she was like sitting there, like just smiling, watching it, eating her popcorn in the movie theater, and everybody was like getting scared and everything. And she was just like really excited, like to watch it. I was like, oh my god, that's good. I mean, when you just see your kids just smiling at whatever, it's mm-hmm. it, it, it's other than it brings me back to when I was that age watching Michael Myers. <laughs> my guy is Jason Voorhees. I love everything Friday the Thirteenth. Mm-hmm. And I got a ton of collectibles. I mean, you mentioned figures. Um, what kind of collecting do you do? Um, well, I used to be like, uh, what would you say? Well, my brothers are really wrestling fans. And so they collect all the wrestling figures. But for me and my older, older brother, we collect like um, what we remember as a child and a kid that we used to have. And so we get stuff that is from our childhood. Like all the figures in the back of me are the ones that I've had when I was a kid. And like, I just collect things that really, really brings me back as a kid when I, my mom and dad weren't able to buy it for me because of all of us, you know, being in the same household and, you know, they need to watch over us and buy us things but they couldn't buy the figures that I wanted. So I had to be <laughs> get older and, um, you know, explore on eBay or go to these conventions and, you know, buy them for myself. I mean, that's yeah for me too. I mean, I buy regarding Jason NECA puts out ones every now and then. So I buy all of those, but uh, to get old, uh, the classic stuff that I grew up with, I still have a lot of my toys that I did have when they were when they were they were new then. But now they're all old, considered uh, considered classic. Mm-hmm. I think one of uh, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Uh, this isn't uh, the one that that I got the first time. I went to a convention and this guy was selling them uh, loose, but it was like pretty much. N- near mint i don't know if you could see this it's let me try to get it closer to the camera this is darth darth vader from uh the 70s kenner run still has the vinyl cape and it still has the uh retractable uh, lightsaber uh to it so i bought that mainly because i had that when i was a kid i wish i could have one in the package but i don't um so yeah, I I collect a lot of that stuff. Um, when, when my mom moved, uh, she found a box of figures that I had, and it had my original '70s Star Wars figure case. And I did I did not remember who was in it or what was in it. She goes, "Yeah, I found this, and I'm sure you want it." And I opened it up. No weapons, of course, just the figures. But I was like, man, I had some old GI Joes, some old. Uh, 70s and 80s Star Wars figures. I'm like, man, I mean, these these were the original ones. They're probably not worth much because they're loose and they don't have weapons, but even still, I was just like, oh. There's a lot of toys I wish out that I can buy. Like going to conventions, I think the, the my favorite toy that I had was the, the Death Star playset that came out in the 70s. Uh, there's guys that sell them at cons, but they it's not every single piece. There's always one or two pieces missing, and then they want an arm and a leg for it. Yeah. But if I 
if I had money falling out of my ass, hell yeah, I would buy it. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh man, I, I someday I would like to have re to have that again. Because I look at them when I see them at cons, and I'm just I just go back to those times of sitting there playing hours and hours playing with that thing, and I, I just I, I can't justify dropping three or four hundred dollars as well on a, on a Star Wars playset that is just going to be sitting here <laughs> in the studio. But I am an in in the package guy, so I, I pretty much everything I buy I keep in the in the package. I think one of the last wrestling figures I picked up was um the AEW run. Uh Nyla Rose. I don't know if oh, you yeah. see that. The uh, the Native Beast. Yeah, I got her and uh Darby Allen. Uh I, j- I just love him. He's badass. And he skates too. So that's that's a that's a plus. But um so your brother was the ones collecting all the wrestling figures, right? Or do you have some as well? Oh man, like I don't have like that much like they do. I mean, I only have like the ones that I like. Like I have like an old school, the old school Bushwhackers. Oh, yeah, they're they're in my box somewhere. I decided to dig them up, and um, my brothers they all have like all of them, and they're and still in the packages and everything in his room, um, or in my my dad's shed. They're all bunched up in there. And they're like figures after figures. I mean, they could just start an old their whole toy store if they wanted to. But for me, like I like I like collecting Transformers, um, wrestling figures, of course. My uh, Marvel or DC, um, and uh, replicas. Like I have a Lord Zed helmet. Um, I have a Thanos hand and. I have a Ninja Turtles um, ooze canister. So, Ooh. Ooh. yeah, that's actually right here. Oh, where'd you get that? Oh, this dude was, I got it at a badass price, man. This guy was leaving, he's moving out of state. And so he had all of his collectibles um, out and he was like, I went there and he was like, hey, uh, so how much will you give me this? I was like, oh, dude, like, I don't know, man. All I have is like 30 bucks in my pocket. And he was like, are you sure? I was like, it's in the, it's in the package. I was like, oh, dude, it's 30 bucks, man. I mean, he's like, man, I'm trying to get rid of, I'm trying to get rid of my stuff at a good price. I'm like, 30 bucks, man, I got to go. And he's like, oh, could you do 35? I was like, all right, 35. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and yeah, he gave me in. He's like, oh, okay. But yeah, I got that. And I got the Casey Jones um, mask from him, too. Oh, I see those. I want one still. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I mean, Jason's my guy. I got a few hockey masks. Um, but I want one of those Casey Jones masks uh when i was down at texas frightmare there was a cosplayer and he was he was casey jones i was walking by one whoa man casey jones he was like hey brother what's up and i just jumped in took a picture with him but yeah he's awesome i i love that i loved the 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 cartoon the animated stuff um i know i didn't like it in the beginning because i got into turtles when they were killing people 
when they, there was no pizza and cowabunga and all that when the in that those first uh, run of comic books, all the yeah. ones that were just black and white, that was those were amazing ones. But then once uh, they sold the rights over to whoever, and they started with the anim- with the animated shows and everything, and then it got real kid friendly. I was kind of like, eh, I wasn't really into it that much. But when the movies came out, the live action ones. I didn't really care for the third one, but the first two, uh, just Turtles and then Secret of the Ooze, yeah. those ones are awesome. I love those films. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was okay with those last ones, those the the newer Turtle oh, versions. I wasn't really a fan on how they looked, but I thought the movies were decent. So, yeah. but uh, I don't know if they're gonna give us any more. If they do, I'll I'll watch them. But um, the second Turtle movie, did you always feel hungry when you? Would see like the intro of the Ninja Turtles movie when they're eating those pizzas. Even in the cartoon, <laughs> when it's got because <laughs> that that part in in uh, I think it was the first one or the second one. I can't remember when they order a pizza and then a guy shows up and then he goes well, down here. Oh and yeah, like, what he goes? He goes just slide it down here into the man into the little uh, sewer grade. Then yeah. they handed him the money. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I also loved in the first one. Um, I can't remember which one it was. Uh, one of them was skating in the sewers because oh, it was yeah. like a, <laughs> a little full pipe in there. So I think that was awesome. But oh man! But yeah, speaking of uh, collecting and figures, uh, you had uh, one of uh, our members of the E Society, Mike J Marin, mm-hmm. on your show. Yeah, I didn't realize that show was out yet. I was looking on your uh, on on uh, the Apple Podcast, and I'm like, shit! I didn't. Even, Mike didn't even tell me. I knew. He, you told me he was on it, and Mike told me he was on the show, but I didn't yeah. know it was out, so I haven't I haven't listened to it yet. And Mike's been on, geez, I don't know how many times on my show. Yeah. <laughs> so, but he he was a good guy, man. I'm I can't wait to hear that. How did you uh, hear about Mike? I don't know if it was through me, but I don't remember. Uh, yeah, it was through you. We were talking about. Oh, okay, all right. Because <laughs> I was talking about collecting, and you're like, oh yeah, we should you should get my brother uh, Mike. Mike, uh, Mike Moran. I was like, Mike, I know I've seen his stuff. Like, I didn't know that was your brother or something, or you guys were best friends. We, yeah, we grew up in Oakland. We met at the uh, the Hintel Child Development Center. It was the the native uh, preschool. Yeah, we met back in in the seventies, and uh, still, 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 fucking brothers today in twenty twenty two. So, yeah, he's a good guy. Like I said, he's been on the show uh, a million times. And once he started with the figure photography and once he started directing movies and, and documentaries and everything, that's that's fairly new within the last maybe 10 years that he yeah. started doing all that. But and it's cool. I mean, he obviously told you the whole story. But, yeah, he, he's a good cat, man. We've been we've been collecting since we were little kids, both mm-hmm. of us. We I love for Star Wars and horror films and all that. So I think his collection is just a little bit bigger than mine. And he's more of a high roller when it comes to uh, collecting. If you've seen all those figures, those are high dollar figures. They're not just the little cheap ones. I go in Walmart and buy, (laughs) but yeah, yeah, man. Mike, um, show me his closet. Oh yeah. Fuck my guy. Dude. That's the, the stuff that's at his house. Isn't everything. He still has boxes and boxes of it at his mom's house. He's got a ton of stuff. 
So that's why I'm saying he's got way more than me. I got what's here in the studio, and then I got another room uh, that's almost to the ceiling full of my stuff. But it's crazy. Yeah, he's he he outdid me years ago, even when we were kids. <laughs> yeah, and he he was telling me that he's a Michael Myers guy too. Yeah, that's his favorite. Yeah, and it's just, cool, I, man. <laughs> I just barely seen his movie. Is uh, the smudged. The smudging, yeah. The smudging, yeah. Fucking, it was really good. And he was telling me about, you know, like not like not liking the end of his movie because he always felt like it was rushed. I told him leave it alone. Don't change it. Don't fucking <laughs> George Lucas it and <laughs> add a special edition. I said, dude, it's done. Leave it alone. But I mean, I love I love Mike. He, he, sometimes he don't listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> but I did tell him. I I I was like, dude, it's fine. Leave it the way it is. Um, there has there is I don't know if he had mentioned there is multiple different cuts of that film, and I've seen every single one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the one I like the one that's out there. It's it's pretty much the same film. There's just some things that he might have cut out or shortened. Because mm-hmm. uh, I was his. His his unofficial screener. He goes, all right, man, here it is. It's done. Let me watch it. I'm like, okay, cool. Hey, man, I changed something. Here, watch this version. Here, hey, I changed something again. Before, yeah, actually, this is the final cut. Mm-hmm. But let me know what you think about it. So, I mean, I'm, I'm always honored that he said, hey, man, I'm done. Here, check it out. Let me know. So, I'm in uh, one of his documentaries. I don't know if you watched those yet. Uh, his very first one, um, Jeez, what the hell was it called? Uh, damn it, he's probably yelling at me. Uh, Cinema Red, uh, Natives and Horror. He did two. He did two of them. There's the first one, then there's a part two to that. I'm in the first one. I don't know why I was in the second one. He didn't ask me, but <laughs> yeah, check those out. I think they're all on his YouTube page if you haven't seen those yet. But um, shit, there was something else I was gonna ask you. Um. Oh, um, once you finally uh, settled with the name of your show, and this is what I'm going to talk about. This is I asked some people this on your very first episode. uh, Was it just a one and done take or did you have to restart it over and over because you didn't like how your intro was? Oh, man, that's a good question. Um, Yeah, dude, like I wanted it to be perfect, you know. I wanted to like sound like I knew what to, knew knew the hell that I was talking about. Yeah. So every every cut was like, you know, hello, what's up? Um, my name is Robin Jackson, classical pocket. Oh man, I don't like my I don't like my voice. Oh, so I just <laughs> cut, it, cut it, deleted it, go back again, and then finally I was like, no, I gotta put myself out there. Whatever comes to mind, I'm gonna just gonna say it. So that's what you know for me to really to really put myself out there and not try to edit myself too much and just say what I need to say. And, you know, there's times that I do say stuff that I don't mean to, but it just comes out. And sometimes like I mispronounce a word and then I have to edit that out because I know that Russell sometimes catches me all the time. Um, when I speak, when I, cause I, well, I have COVID and had, well, I had COVID, but I never had this problem. I never had this problem of, of 
a speech impairment. Is that what you call it? Um, speech impediment. Yeah, speech impediment. I never had that problem, and after when I got better, you know, it comes and goes. And and Russell told me he was like, "Man, what, what are you trying to say?" And I was like, "I just say like that." And I'm like, and it finally just comes out. And then I don't mean to say it, but it comes out. But the idea is like my doctor was telling me because I told him like I never had this problem before. He's like, "Yeah, you're gonna have it for a while." It's like it's called COVID brain, and when you have COVID, it's it's like it has fog brain, and so your they kill COVID kills some of your brain cells, and so it's like having a a um a mini stroke. Yeah. And, so he's like, he's telling me like, yeah, some people like haven't like with me, I had it severe. I had severe COVID. And um, he's like, yeah, since you had it like, like bad, you know, you're, it killed some of your brain cells. So you have to keep learning. You got to keep building your intelligence up and start reading books and, you know, you'll get out of it because it, from what it looks like, you know, what you're telling me, you know, you had it, you have the, the COVID brain and, you know, you had like, um, like I'm sorry to have it now since I'm talking about it, um, but it comes and goes. Uh, you know, my mm-hmm. speech. No, because I never, I never, like I said, I never had this problem, or I never had, I never had like you know something like this before. And then my friends, my closest friends, catch me when I talk about it, when I my publicly talk, and they're like, "What did you say?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, dude," <laughs> I was like, "Damn, this COVID, man," but. You know, in my shows, sometimes I edit edit them out too. But going back to the first episode, yeah, I tried to, I tried to edit everything out. I wanted to be perfect, and I just said, "No, I gotta say what I need to say." So I'm just push it out. So that's what I did, man. Well, that's good, man. I mean, uh, when you when you had it, was it uh, like earlier when? Uh when it first started or was it like somewhere in the middle or maybe a year after it started? I had it in, um, 2020. Okay. So in the beginning. Yeah. It was like, I had it in, um, November cause yeah, like no, in December. Yeah. December. Because I know I missed Christmas. I missed my birthday in January and I was. I just got out of the hospital at the end of January. Oh, you were in the hospital. Yeah, and on December, like uh, I think it was on the twenties. No, the eighteenth, because it was a. I don't remember, but I know it was a Saturday, because I always remember. I mean, this is how I remember, like first getting it. I was in my truck at work because I'm a security uh, security guard. And I just kept coughing, man. I couldn't. I kept. I kept trying to catch my breath, but I couldn't. It's like I was running. And I remember just sitting there and just looking at the the clock, and I'm like, "What the hell is wrong with me? Why can't I can stop coughing?" Because I had all these like cough drops and stuff, medicine, and and finally I came went home and I just couldn't stop coughing and. I started like, you know, coughing up blood and everything like that. And finally my mom's like, no, you need to go. You need to go to the hospital right now. And so I went to the hospital and they were pretty sure enough that he told me I had COVID. And so that's when they kept me there. 
came over here and the over here in Sacatone Hospital. And the um this guy this guy was like, Hey man, you know, I just wanna let you know, dude, you're not you're not doing too good. We're gonna have to fly you out. Um we're gonna go to Phoenix. So I'm like, oh, man. So I went to yeah, I went to Phoenix and got there and the doctor you know, kept me there overnight and you know, he told me like, you know, you're not gonna it doesn't look too good. And so he told me like, here's the um you know, here's the waiver form. If we want you to if you want us to keep, you know, put you on the as a respirator. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh man, I was like and I just told him, I was like well, I just, I just want to give that to my mom and dad because, you know, if I'm too weak to do this, and he was like, all right. So I signed it for my mom and dad for them, what they want to do. If I'm too bad, then, you know, I'll, you know, I'm, I'll go, you know. Mm-hmm. And I guess, like, through prayer and from from my friends and my mom and my, my good friends, uh, from Oklahoma, you know, just really prayed for me, really prayed for me in the hospital. And like, I felt something that night, you know, I can't really explain it, but I know I felt something. And so the next day, the doctor's like, Hey, he's like, your breathing's going up. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah. Um, we're going to try to take this mask off you. Cause I had the mask and everything. And I was like, let's see how you do. And so he gave me one of the, the nozzle, mass thing he's like let's see what we can do right now so we did that and then my breathing started automatically just going up like the COVID was not in my system and um like that's a really big blessing like like i don't know i can't really explain it or just you know put it in words but i know that prayer is a very powerful thing yeah i mean I'm glad that you, you're, you're a COVID survivor. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a lot of people that, that didn't make it, especially in the beginning. Yeah. Um, my wife, my wife and my youngest son had it and my oldest son, they had, they had it. Uh, my wife had it the longest. She had it for like a month and that was like right in the, be- right in the beginning. So, but uh, she's still feeling a little effects from it. Yeah, uh, for she says now that uh, everything tastes salty, like really salty now. And she never, she was never like that before, and she still feels a little tired uh, and everything. But she's she's better than she was, man. So I was just grateful that she she got over it. Took a while, but she got over it. And as well as you too, man. You you had to go to the hospital. I mean, that, that's scary right there. But uh, Creator was looking out for you. And uh, yeah. that's good, man. And you know what? Uh, he's it's not his time yet. So that that's all amazing because we wouldn't have this awesome sh- awesome show that you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that that's still that's still amazing, man. You're what uh, thirty episodes in now, or almost? Your episode twenty nine just dropped. Uh, was it last week? Um, and it's. It's an amazing show, everybody. If you haven't started listening to Classic Wolf Podcast, stop what you're doing and go subscribe to his show and follow him in on, on Instagram. But, man, I'm sure we can be here all night 
with more yeah. and more stories. But mm-hmm. brother, you're always welcome to come back. Uh, I'm gonna need you for uh, we on E Society. We do other. Uh, Sometimes we do fight society when we talk about like action fight scenes and movies or, or comic books or whatever. Uh, we, in October, we do 31 days of horror. We just pick a random horror film and talk about it. That's, that's tough during the month of October. Yeah. We put out an episode every single day. <laughs> so for the 31 days of October, so it's fun. And we did it the past few years and everything. So, uh, I'm gonna need you for one of those at some point. We'll just pick a movie and talk about it. So, but um, brother Robin, man, before we get out of here, uh, let everyone know where they can uh, find you and listen to your show. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, guys. I mean, go follow me at the Class of What Podcast page on Facebook, and follow my personal page, Robin Jackson, and follow me on Instagram. That is Nightwing Rob. That's N-I-J-H-T-W-I-N-G-R-O-B-B. Go follow me with the Class of War podcast as well. And also go follow us, the Turtle Island Boys. It's now streaming. We have a YouTube and we have an Instagram and a Facebook. Go follow that. That is the Turtle Turtle Island Boys. So it's good. You guys have a a YouTube? Yeah, we have a YouTube. Oh, pfft. I didn't know that. <laughs> now I need to. <laughs> I need to look it up. I didn't know you guys had all that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh well, here you guys are, Turtle Island Boys. Every time I hear, uh, every time I hear Island Boys, I think of those two. Oh, the two idiots. Yeah. Those two idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Island Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Just got to add the <laughs> turtle <laughs> to it. But, yeah, we're we're yeah. Um, starting a TikTok pretty soon. So um, we'll probably get that up, up and going. I got to I gotta do that too. Start a TikTok with my class of wolf and um, YouTube. I'm like kind of sort of um, kind of behind, but it'll be out there. I'm going to put yours on there and with the mics on there. So they'll be out coming out soon. Right on. But yeah, I do TikTok, man. We, I, I do it, uh, whenever we can. Um, it's rare that, uh, the Zisu and I are together. I think the last one we did is when we were up in Oregon, when we went to the, to the last blockbuster. Oh, so yeah. we had, we, we had to do one of those while we were in there. So that was really cool. Shout out to everyone that watched it, but yes, Classic Wolf Podcast, Island Boys, or Turtle Island Boys, Turtle Island Boys. (laughs) Check them out wherever you hear podcasts and follow them on YouTube. And as soon as TikTok is in, we'll we'll let you guys know. As well as look up uh, Robin and uh, Classic Wolf on uh, Facebook and everything else. Do you have a Twitter account? Oh, no, man, not yet. But it's coming out. Um, (laughs) Okay. So you're going to see it on my Facebook or Instagram. So just uh, keep a lookout for that. Right on. Well, definitely. Uh, we're, we we all share each other's st- uh, stuff here. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy that, that I met you. I'm happy that I met Russ. Uh, I'm happy for that I met um, Josh and Isaiah. Uh, shout out to Trisha and the Restless Natives. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get here. I, I'm going to get here. 
Yeah, we get her on here, uh, hopefully sometime really soon, and, and everybody else. But yeah, man, brother. Um, there's any cons or everything going on down in, in the area? Definitely let me know. I can just jump on the plane and fly down there and go with you because I, I just love going to cons. So yeah, that and wrestling shows too. Yeah. Um. Hopefully. Um. I know there's always um smaller ones going on down there. If you guys follow uh, Navajo Warrior, uh, Steve, man, he's always doing indie shows down there. Mm. So I'm going to get him on my show at some point. I, I met him when I went to uh, SummerSlam last year. Speaking of SummerSlam, that's going on this weekend, everyone. So definitely check it out. Uh, well, really quick before we get out of here, do you, do you watch WWE? Uh, yeah. What do you think about all this with Vince leaving? Oh man, um, I I don't know. I don't really know what to say about that because you know he's he's so part of the business and everything. And I know a lot of wrestlers didn't really like him, and you know, but he was the main guy of you know who I used to watch when I was a kid um, from growing up with the W. WWF and um, with the whole um, Attitude Era with the with the Monday Night Wars, you know, it was just like a I don't know. He was such a a good boss for me because he had Stone Cold and they were always just to have their feuds. So with <laughs> him leaving, man, it's like you know he's gonna be missed because you know he was really good dude. He was love him or hate him. That's uh, I mean, you, you can either like him one day and you can hate him the next. But mm-hmm. I mean, he brought us just years and years and years of wrestling. I mean, like all the Attitude Era was your was your era, so I think that was the best era for uh, for WWF slash WWE. I mean, I still enjoy it today, and I I grew up watching the WWF days. Uh, and everything, but then since we had so so much so many of these different wrestling pr- promotions going on right now, and yeah. AEW is super hot because they get, they got a lot of talent, so that that's also awesome to watch. But yeah, SummerSlam's going on this week this weekend. <sighs> I can't remember where it was. It was supposed to be in Vegas, but then they they moved it. So hopefully at some point or anything any any kind of wrestling events that's going on down there. And you're going to just let me know, dude. It's just a plane right away for me, so I can get there and go with you. Because yeah, we definitely will have to meet up face to face and hang out. Because I finally met Russell a few times when we went out there and did our live shows. And at some point, man, you should come out there and do live shows with us. It's it's awesome. You'll probably be scared in the beginning, but once once we all get yapping, it's it's yeah. just an amazing time. But with that everyone again check out uh, uh, Classic Wolf Podcast as well as uh, the Turtle Island Boys but Brother Robin man thank you so much for coming on the show brother thank you thank you that's all I can say man but before we get out of here you got anything else to say no man that's pretty much it and yeah like I said go follow me and follow the boys much love guys right on but with that everyone just be safe out there uh, go over to uh, Instagram, follow at MacNizPod, follow at MacNizPod on Twitter as well. Follow E-Society on TikTok, uh, YouTube, 
Facebook, everything. All the links are going to be down below for everything, as well as Classic Wolf and Turtle, Turtle Island Boys, and Robin's, uh, both of his Instagram accounts. So, but definitely follow him there. But again, thank you, brother. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll be back. Um, I don't know when. I know I've got someone else coming on. But this was uh, episode 134. Slowly, slowly making it to, to 200. So. Uh, hopefully we'll be there really soon Got a lot of guests that, that are coming on So just be be patient everyone Because I got to We got nothing but time right now So, but uh, With that just be safe out there uh, Take care of yourselves Take care of your families Party on but always remember to Rock hard and skate fast Oof.